Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Aggressive defensive coordinator, and I'm I, I have his back 100%. So yeah, I love Coach Taylor. Everybody has a great relationship with him. Um, to be honest with you, he he called me every single day when I had COVID. Um, so it, it's kind of like you know he 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 has those conversations with me one on one. So we really developed a relationship, and he does he does he's done that with every every other player. So it's it's good to see how we've grown with him and how he's been able to kind of um, adjust to us as well. Well, if you missed it earlier in the show, Miles Jack had some pretty pro profound comments, and uh, we discussed them and what it said about Urban Meyer, what it says about the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in here, what does this football team need, and uh, Miles was pretty good today. And I think the players have been this week. Uh, you know, it's hard to get players to look back on a year when there's another game coming up. But uh, I think some of the players were able to do that a little bit and give us some perspective. It's been a tough year uh, for those guys in that building. Uh, and, and it hit me with Miles Jacks like, man, all I want to do is win. And it reminded me a little bit of the 16 mantra when you finally left that season, and I think they were 3-13. and 13. It was like, we don't really care what happens next. Let's just win. And, and yeah. it's almost like this desperation to get W's, and I feel like Miles is there. I, it's hard to say young players on this roster are there. They haven't been through it enough, although <laughs> a season like this will get you pretty desperate for W's in a, in a heartbeat. I know a guy that we have James Robinson on our show on Jags Report Live most of the season. Think about him, man. He's played pretty well. He's been through a lot in two years, and he's won just three football games as an NFL player in two seasons, Austin. Yeah, it's... You know, I mean, especially we talk about guys who usually, like, if you're in the league, you're going to come from a pretty, you know, storied program or at least a program that's accustomed to winning. And, you know, when you get to the NFL and, and you lose like you lose and I was there myself and you keep on losing, it, it's, it's frustrating, man, because you never want to get comfortable losing, right? Like, you, you never want to be okay with losing. And obviously some guys handle it better than others. Um, some guys ask out. Some guys want to stay, you know, and try to turn things around. But it's it's always a frustrating experience. And it's a, probably an experience a lot of these guys in the locker room aren't acquainted with. Yeah, I agree. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, football at 5. Uh, Thursday from Spring Sports Brewery here in Springfield. We're not really entertaining like Bill O'Brien out there, are we? Like, I see these reports. I saw the Lock and Forest stuff, like, over the weekend. I see more people on my timeline talking about it. Bill O'Brien in Jacksonville? Like, is that, that's not really a thing. We're bored, right? We're just throwing names out there? If that's a thing, then I'm going to go on Amazon right now and get my own clown outfit. And I might, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I on the clown outfit, not on Bill O'Brien. I mean, oh, no, no, no. That, that's what I'm right, saying. I mean, if, if Bill O'Brien is the, the next Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting clown costumes. I'm going to get a whole plethora of different. I'm going it. I'm going Ronald McDonald. I'm going the, the slew of, of different clown costumes. And I will be rocking them the show on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, the thing about, listen, it, this comes in a variety of ways. I saw something... Um, what did I tweet last night, right? I think it was like Tony Pauline or somebody like that or Pro Football Network. I don't even know. There's so many dang things. Uh, but they mentioned it, too, that they had heard, like, that Shad Khan is, is interested in it. I think some, one of the articles said Doug Marone's pushing for it. Uh, I could see why Marone has the respect of Shad 
and that's the way this game works sometimes. Uh, you lean on people or you you advocate for people. But we also know, it's widely known, that O'Brien and Marone are like best buddies. Yeah. Like, like so of course he's going to advocate for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, what I said about that is, if you think you know what Shad Khan is going to do, or you think you know where he's leaning, you're lying to yourself. Because he has a super small circle, a super tight circle. There's not a lot of information that comes out of that circle, uh, especially with absolutes. Uh, so that's why, in a, in a way, I don't believe the bulky stuff yet. Now, if he's going to be part of interviews, I can see why you'd say, well, why is he part of interviews then? Fair question. Um, do I think Chad is considering or was considering keeping bulky? Probably, yeah. I mean, he's still paying him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think that I think it certainly is plausible. Um, but, I mean, just sooner or later, we've got to step back around here. And somebody's got to present the logical facts of this stuff. You're going to tell me, I've already given you my story on Balky. Forget about the person, the personnel side of it, the whatever, however you believe, whatever's out there. The logic doesn't add up. This place needs a reset. Uh, he's had five different coaches where he's been involved in the administration over the last five times he's been involved in administrations from San Francisco to the Jaguars. Uh, he's done nothing to earn the title of GM in his two years here. He's done nothing to continue to be the GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's nothing you can really point to to, to say that he should. So I think from a logical standpoint, it doesn't make sense. And now from a logical standpoint and a win-loss record, yeah, okay, Bill O'Brien's actually been pretty productive as an NFL coach. But he just came from an organization that had, like, more problems than any in recent memory internally. And all the Jaguars are trying to do this year is bump them from the headlines. I mean, I don't know how much of that was Bill O'Brien's fault, but I also don't care. Much like, I don't know how much of this mess in Jacksonville is Trent Bulky's fault, but I also don't care. I don't want either one of them. They're my organization right now. Because they were part of things that were not working and became toxic and needed to be refreshed. And so, no thanks. And by the way, there are a myriad of other guys that I can make the case for that have just as good, if not better, resumes. In fact, do have better resumes than a guy like Bill O'Brien. And you could probably do the same for Trent Falke. I mean, let's just let logic win the day here. It, this makes no It would make no sense. And so... Uh, here I am getting fired up about something that I probably don't even think is on the table. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I, don't, I think it's all just hearsay. I don't think there's any realm of possibility that Bill O'Brien's going to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I don't even entertain it because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> I just kind of, I'm like, I try to convince myself that I am right, though. You know? No, I like, mean, yeah, I, I hear you. You know, like. <laughs> This organization, they've made a lot of interesting calls in the past, but, I mean, you said the most important thing. The way that Bill O'Brien left it, whether it was his fault or not, it happened on your watch, okay? So you take some of that responsibility. A team that's trying to get over all the bad optics and start anew, the last thing you want to bring in is a guy who, when he left Houston, um, it was in shambles. So, yeah, I don't think there's any chance 
at all that Bill Brown will be the next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I don't either. I, I really don't. I. It just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And so um, I guess we have this period in time where you're going to hear a lot of, we've done this dance enough to know that you're going to hear a lot of names and people are going to throw names out there. And then all it takes for a report to come out is a name that just surfaces a lot. Like, oh, I could see some sense in that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, boom, you got something thrown. And, and people, the, the way the NFL insider world works is somebody's always looking for something that might stick. And you can get away with it these days. I, I just don't believe it. Uh, again, I'm not sitting here telling you I don't fully believe that Trent Bulky is going to be the guy. I'm telling you I hate the idea of him being the guy, and I just can't endorse it and find anybody else to endorse it. Uh, the reason, only reason that I would entertain the idea that it could be the case, and again, I've admitted this, this might be a little bit of denial on my part, but the only reason I'd admit that it could be the case is the fact that he's under contract and he's got the job already. <laughs> and he hasn't been fired. Yeah. But, even, you know, okay, but so say you're shot. Okay, keep in mind, you're the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's say in, in, a, in a realm where you decide to keep Trent Baalke, and Trent Baalke goes, you know what, we got to hire Bill O'Brien. Even Shad Khan is smart enough. And I get it, maybe he's not the most football savvy guy, but even Shad Khan knows, look what happened in Houston. Look how it was left. You're the owner. You have all the power. You can go ahead and veto that and say, ah, no, nah, it's not going to be Bill Bryan today. Sorry, Trent, try again. Like, it, yeah. it, that's that's the worst-case scenario. Like, that's <laughs> that's the worst-case scenario. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's all hearsay. I don't think we have to worry too much about it because it makes zero sense from a lot of angles, and this team just can't afford to have a, a hiring like that. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting about uh, Jags owner Shad Khan. Is there are a lot of people that will go after Shad and be like, hey, look at the record, and he hasn't done it. And there's a lot right there, right? I mean, it, I, what I always try to stay a little bit away from that argument is twofold. One is I do believe Shad's trying to do whatever it is to get this team successful. It has not worked. I, I believe he wants to win. I, I believe he cares about that. There are other people that will present other uh, arguments against that. I don't buy him. I, I, I genuinely think he wants to get this right and win. He's tried different ways to do it, so much so that we're like, okay, which way is he going to try right now? Because he's tried just about every kind of coach to fit in here. Um, and, and the other side of it is this. It's like you don't fire the owner. And so he's the owner of the football team. So what you, the best thing to do here is, even if you don't have the utmost faith in Shotgun, is to at least hope he gets it right, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So because you really have no other choice. Like if he's he's the one making these decisions, you got to hope he gets it right. Hope he figures it out. Hope he lands on on one finally and gets a little fortunate, um, because a lot of that is involved in this stuff. So. It's it's a little bit of a fruitless effort to just sit here and hammer the owner, hammer the owner, hammer the owner, you know, that, that some people do because guess what? He's going to be the owner. And, and and I think there are a lot of good things about Shad Khan that, that make me want him to be the owner. I'm just hoping that he gets this next hire right. And I will – but I, I say that all because I've I have been pretty vocal about – I don't think Balky is the right guy for this job. I think that's a bad move by the owner if he decides to keep him. And I'm not wavering from that. If he comes out in a week or so or Monday or Sunday night that Balky's going to stay, just because the owner says it, I'm not endorsing it. I think it's a bad move. It would be the wrong move. I think it's a little bit of, uh uh-oh, does he have a good pulse of what's going on here if Balky's the guy? And then if you want to add, like, a guy like Bill O'Brien into the mix, then I'd really be saying, 
I mean, we you just got to take all the information that you have. And like I said, I think if you're the owner, I think if you're anybody involved with the organization, I think if you're fans, I think any of us can do this and sit back and just look at this situation logically. Uh, I think that's why we continue to point to Caldwell and Peterson as being guys that make a lot of sense around here, given the current situation, the circumstances, uh, the lack of W's, the quarterback that's here, what people are saying inside the building like Miles Jack today and Josh Allen yesterday and Trevor in the past. Like, there's a lot of logic that lines up with, okay, let's make the choice that makes sense. And by the way, Austin, it still might not work. I told this yesterday. I said, listen, it's a logical and pretty easy choice to make who the next head coach is in my estimation. That doesn't mean it's going to work. I just think it's a pretty easy choice. It's either one of two guys right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. At the same time, though, I would be, you know, exercising all my resources and interviewing as many coaches as possible, That's right? Fair. Just to just to kind of get a vibe of what all these guys are bringing to the table. And you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure like what the total number now is um, to the amount of head coaches that have been interviewed so far. But like, I think it could be more. You know, we're talking about coordinators and things like that. Like, you can put the quest requests in right now if you truly wanted to. So. Um, you know, I'm a little leery about that. I, I get that it's the Doug Peterson or it's the Jim Caldwell show. Fantastic. But why not interview more? Why not just, you know, um, you know, scour every bush that you have to to say, all right, let's make sure we get the right person. It's, it's not going to hurt anything. It doesn't hurt to interview people. So uh, I, I hope they do more of that as well. But it's going to be, you know, after Sunday, it's going to be all eyes on Shad Khan now. And, and yeah. I'm very curious to see how he plays this one. Because I get it. You're distant from the franchise during the season. That's fine. Most owners are. No problem with that. But you're also the guy um, after every single season where you kind of give the, the State of the Union address a little bit. And you kind of show like where we're at a, you know, as a franchise and where they're going to go going forward. And this was a guy last year who got in front of everybody and said he finally got it right with Urban Meyer. Well, you didn't. You got it wrong. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be any more wrong. And now, and listen... You're a billionaire for a reason, man. You're business savvy. You got to have an ego. Well, now you got to face the music and say, okay, once again, I was wrong. And that's not easy for anybody to do um, in, a, in a public social setting. So, number one, he's got to do that. But then number two, you know, with this whole Trent Belke situation, I mean, he, you know, and we talked about this yesterday. He sees everything that's going on right now. Well, at least he knows about it. Right, that building knows about it. That that building knows that Sunday there's going to be a lot of people rocking, you know, whatever rubber noses and, and, and clown makeup and all that stuff. Right, Shad Khan knows about that. I'm very curious to see how he plays it now going forward when he addresses this city about how what the plan is going to be going forward. I get it, Shad Khan, the businessman, Shad Khan, the 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 visionary in terms of making downtown better. No complaints there whatsoever. You know, he's investing money into the city. So be it. You know, we've, we've been over the lot, Jay stuff, and I don't want to go back there and all that, how that was handled. But he has invested money in the city. But you got to this city because you want to be an NFL owner. If you're an NFL owner and you're responsible for the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, the proof is in the pudding. It's a performance-based business. And your team right now the past decade has not looked good. So I'm curious to see how he's going to face the music. I'm curious to see what he's going to say. And obviously the first domino that's going to have to fall or it's going to stay in place is Trent Baalke. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'd be lying to you if there's a little bit of part of me that's like I hear 
from the bulky stuff to the Bill O'Brien name now being thrown around this week multiple times where it's like, I don't get a little nervous at like, what the hell are we doing here? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I also, I think I'm smart enough to know and I have faith that others are smart enough to know it's illogical, doesn't make sense, and this is what happens this time of year that things get thrown around. So, um, but franchise has made a lot of bad decisions and things haven't worked out. And so um, I, I would be lying if I didn't say there wasn't a touch bit of, all right, uh, this is really not happening. All right, this is definitely like, why are we even entertaining this? You know, you just said something that's interesting and it's crossed my mind a couple of times already. You know, when initially the report was, hey, we're going to go interview a bunch of guys. It was like eight, eight people, right? And, and maybe even more have joined the fray a little bit. I'll be, I don't love that. I don't hate that, but I don't love that. Again, I'll go back to the article I read in the Buffalo News. They tried interviewing like 11 or 12 people, and then they they narrowed it. This was like one hire. I think that was like the Rex Ryan hire maybe or something. And uh, then they hired uh, Sean McDermott, and it was just like they basically narrowed it down to four finalists and four people, and that's all they were really concerned with, and McDermott was one of them. I, I kind of look at this like going to dinner, man. If you ask your wife, Hey, you want to go to dinner where you want to go, and you give give her eight places to go out to dinner. It'll take you 25 minutes to make a decision, at least in my house. I give her two to, two places to go. We're probably going to get there a little faster. <laughs> no, I hear you, but you're not going out to dinner, man. You're trying to find the you, you're trying to find the next wife. You're 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 trying to find yeah. no. You're trying to find a, a partner, and in doing that, you got to do your due diligence. You can't just say I'll take two of these and we'll see what happens. I'll pick one of those. No nah, man, you you, you got to go through the list. You got to make sure you find the right one. You got to you got to go out there and meet people. You got to go out there and make sure that all right, if I pull the trigger on this one, this is gonna be the one. Yeah, and that's a good point. And by the way, I do think there are advantages of that. I think there are advantage, and they had a bit of an advantage because the Ve- Vegas is not interviewing a bunch of people right now, um, and the Jags have a head start. So why not? And I think when you interview people, like they could interview. Everflus or Everflus, the defensive coordinator, and it might not be this time around they hire him, but it could be down the road, or it could be as a defensive coordinator or something like that, you know? So sometimes these interviews might pave the way for, you know, the next move if, if it's needed, or, you know, put it in the file cabinet, and at least you got to know this guy a little bit. Then you watched him for a few years. So there is an element of that that exists, I think. Uh, which is also one of the reasons I believe anybody turning down an interview opportunity with the Jags is stupid. Like, that's dumb. I don't care if you think they're keeping bulky or not. Go in there, interview, find out what Shad's all about, find out what the organization's all about, and ask them if they're keeping bulky. Like, I'd take the interview if I was a prospective candidate. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> twice we've had to stop the music today. Uh, let's get to, uh, uh, Rick Riles, Captain Rick Riles, joining us here on the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report here on a Thursday from Spring Sports Brewery in Springfield. What's happening, Captain Rick? How we doing, Brett? Doing fantastic. We're just trying to get the Jags right, man. <laughs> You're not the first person that ever said that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not the first person that's tried. Man, I tell you, every every morning I wake up and give thanks that I'm not uh, I'm not the owner of the Jags. I don't need the money for that amount of headache. I tell you what, pretty good fishing today, Brent. My, Matt Strait joined me. We took uh, my boat, the seven, north and found a few bass and found a few rodeo, um and a few fish. So it was pretty good fish. It's only about 20 miles off of the beach. Now, 
I talked to the boys inshore, and Captain David Borey said it was a little cleaner today. The water's still pretty dirty. Um, they they did they, they did get their limit of reds, but it was a tough pick to get it. So uh, that looks to improve maybe even a little bit tomorrow. But the bad news is there is another booger of a front coming in. The guys may make the morning tomorrow, but that will be it as we got Northeaster on the way in. So one thing for sure, we'll be back to talk about it again tomorrow with another fishing report. Brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, Brent. Thanks, Captain Rick. Have a great night. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Uh, Florida Sports and Fishing Report, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, now we can cue that music up, Casey. Let's hit the break. we got the FSU Report coming up, brought to you by Bonos and Willie Jules. You guys see this? The New York Times bought uh, The Athletic for $550 million. I guess those guys did a pretty good job, huh, when they started The Athletic? Yeah, you're not lying, but are you need a subscription to get it still? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, yes, I think so. Well, well, you no. need a subscription to like, read anything online. Well, then good luck, Athletic or Athletic New York Times. Have fun with that one. Well, hopefully they keep Ken Rosenthal since nobody else wants to hire him. Ooh. Oh. You heard about that? No. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I well, just, not I just said who uh, well, I, I heard that MLB Network let him go. I didn't know it. Nobody else wanted to fire. Well, it, uh, yeah, it, it was a shot at MLB Network I just took. They fired him because Manford told him to. Oh, he was really? critical of Manford, yeah. Ah, uh, come on now. I love Ken Rosenthal. So yeah, Rosenthal's Rose good. Rosenthal's good. Uh, and that's weak on Manfred's part. Very weak. But yep. he's a, he's kind of a weak commissioner, really. Pretty much. That's why they're not going to play baseball this year, Brent. Oh, yeah, they'll play. Uh, how about this? Uh, what a headline on Antonio Brown this one is. <laughs> we'll read it if we can Ooh. when we come back okay. on ESPN 690. They don't win that Super Bowl without Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl last right. year. Yeah. And listen, if they were going to win the Super Bowl this year, AB was going to be a big part of that because Chris, Chris Godwin is gone. I yeah. think I think with Antonio Brown exiting, I think he's at least worth 25% of their chances of repeating. As Bart Scott, Barton Hahn on ESPN 690 daily. Of course, you can listen to us. You can watch us. You can subscribe to us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. on a daily basis. By the way, a uh, big shout-out to my man Moose, who's in the crowd tonight for Jaguars All Access. Usually is. I missed him around Christmas time, and he dropped uh, me off today, Moose Munch. Nice. Got me a little Christmas gift. Uh, Moose is the man. I like it. So, good to see Moose here. Uh, what else is kind of cool? A couple of years ago on Jaguars All Access, we sent Moose to the Super Bowl. I say we. I didn't really. Uh, the Jaguars did. And uh, we presented him with tickets and surprised him. It was awesome. And he was up at that Minnesota Super Bowl. He almost was at the Super Bowl the Jags ended up in. Well, that was pretty cool. Um, well, last night we had a similar surprise out of Jackson High School for Jackson Tigers uh, high school football coach, Christopher Foy, who was our uh, coach of the year uh, with the Friday Night Blitz Action Sports Shacks, uh, Jaguars prep. And we surprised him with Super Bowl tickets, courtesy of the Jags in the NFL. Uh, so he'll be headed to Super Bowl 56 in L.A. So that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Always fun to be able to do that. I think, it, you know, it did hit me a little bit. I, I hesitate to say it. I kind of wanted to tweet it and share it. But it just shows you sometimes you're reminded, even in, like, these miserable seasons, and I even have said a couple times, like, where is the direction of this franchise? Like, I don't feel that good about it. And then... You, you just remember how, and people know this. I don't have to tell them this. How, how big, uh, 
how good it is to have an NFL team in the city, right? And, yeah. And to the impact that the team makes in a lot of different areas outside of the one loss column. Uh, and so I was a little reminded about that myself uh, last night, uh, seeing the reaction of the coach and everybody at Jackson and, and uh, reminded a little bit seeing Moose here tonight and a few years ago when he got to go to the Super Bowl. So just little things like that. Um, but it also goes back to my conversation yesterday about how COVID has impacted, I think, this team from preventing them to do some of the things from a community outreach and, and players being involved in the community the last couple of years versus past years uh, as well. So a couple of different points uh, hammered home, at least uh, in my world, the last uh, 24 hours or so when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we're going to get the FSU report uh, on the basketball squad coming up in just a moment with Casey. Uh, brought to you by uh, Willie Jules and Bonos. We are live at String Sports Brewery here in Springfield on a Thursday. Last one for Jaguars All Access uh, here for this season. Mercifully, the season's coming to an end. The Antonio Brown story is not coming to an end, guys. Have you seen the headline yet? Um, I don't think I've seen the latest one. I've been waiting for you. I know. Uh, sorry, it took a long time to get to it. But uh, I'm trying to debate how much of this I could actually read. Oh, don't do that. Now yeah, slide no. over to the button. Yep. Uh, no, nah, I think I'm okay. Uh, this is uh, from, uh, I I think this is for the Daily Mail. Which <laughs> nice. Starts in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fired Buck star Antonio Brown smuggled OnlyFans model uh, into his hotel for a steamy sex romp and told her to watch what I do tomorrow the night before he stormed off the field. <laughs> 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 Wait, is this is this <laughs> legitimate though? Uh, it's it's good. Everybody's reacting to it on social media. But I'm saying the the Daily Mail. They got a check mark by their name. Uh, well, yes, yes. The, I, I don't uh, like the hesitation. Well, I'm not. I was I was seeing the article retweeted. So okay, I okay, I got you. Uh, I got you. Check, yeah. Huh? But um, yeah. Huh? Is it? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's the latest floating around on Antonio Brown, right? Who was now. the model? Well, I was. I, 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 I left. I left that part out. Oh no, don't worry. I'm looking it up right now. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. trying to get some ocular evidence here. So we got she's, Ava. She's Luis. famous for something else. No, too. for sure, for sure. During this COVID, and I've I decided not to mention that. Part. Oh no, you're fine. But uh, Ava Luis is her name. You guys can look it up yourselves. We're uh, working anybody. on it, obviously. I'm, 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 I'm not doing just that. you, but I everybody mean, else that's thriving. You're acting like I'm not looking it up right now as we speak. Well, yeah. Well, I so. knew you were. She's I'm 23 years old, by the I'm way. I'm talking to our listeners. Mm. Oh, I got you. And people driving home. Huh. And they are, and may Google. You ain't never believed Ava the things herself. I just saw on a simple Twitter search. <laughs> well, I was good. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Careful now. Careful now. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Hey. Company computer there. now. Hey, I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. Oh, no. I'm using the company computer. Um... So one could say it was premeditated. I mean, if this is true, I don't listen. I don't know how much you know we can buy into this whole story, but that's actually the point of the headline. Yeah, there's a lot lost in the headline, but that's I think the point of the headline. Yeah, <laughs> this is might it, have been premeditated. Is that it was premeditated? And he had a plan the whole time and release a a, a, a rap album or a rap track. And, and then so somebody else said, which was kind of funny, is I, they said. Uh, that's a um, that's a heck of a job by the Bucks is essentially what they just said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, no, no way. This is the girl that that. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. I, I avoided saying that part. So. It, it, what? Okay. 
I mean, it's not really. It's. I just don't think we need to. They can look that part up. Okay. Well, you can't. Okay. Fine. I'll say you the pick. Can. Awesome. Okay. Well, do I have to say it or not? No, you don't have to say it. Either. Okay. People can look it up. We'll give. We'll give them okay. a little teaser to look them. Look it up themselves. Okay. Um. Yeah. Where? Like where people, are people might be. Yeah. It, it, people are uh, driving home for dinner. I don't need that thought in their mind. Oh, Check your phone. Uh, I mean, how much time do we talk about Daniel Jones that makes me want to throw up? Like, <laughs> you ever watch that guy play a football game and we can't talk about what she did? Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> We're really blown out of proportion to what she did now. I mean, it's, it's, probably, yeah, it's not that bad at all, but whatever, yeah, man. I know. But okay. now I think it'll be, I'll, I'll just, all the, the people now that are wondering and haven't had a chance to look yeah. it up, they'll be highly disappointed when they do. Yeah. It's not like it's a thing of a deal. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I'd be doing it. Give me, give, I don't know, give me a couple hundred bucks and come talk to me. I don't know. Go look it up, everybody, and then, and then get, uh, get it back to us, and you can decide for yourselves. Uh, might have happened to somebody I know in high school, actually. He's oh, Brent. What a disaster. Not, not me. limitations, man. I don't think that applies here. Okay. Not me. Hope you're not guilty by association. Uh, not me. Okay. But, uh, Hey, uh, let's get to from there to what could happen on college campuses. Uh, here's our Florida State report. What a lead. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um, okay. Yeah, so Florida State, um, they've been playing the basketball sort of. On December 15th, they beat Lipscomb, and they didn't take the court again until the 1st of January. Uh, three games canceled, including one against UNF, or postponed, I should say, one canceled. Uh, so they had a little bit of a layoff there, and uh, – it could have been considered a good thing since they haven't really played up to the competition. They thought they beat teams like Lipscomb, and they did beat NC State on the first, 83-81. to uh, He had four players in double figures in that game. Malik Osborne led the way with 19. Matthew Cleveland, some clutch free throws down the stretch to get the win. However, what happened on the fourth just two days ago that was heard on ESPN 690 was an ugly loss to Wake Forest that is starting to become a trend for Florida State. They are not playing very well against decent to good competition. Uh, they lost the game 76 to 54. They only shot 24% from the field and the starters were eight for 38 from the field. So overall, not a lot of shots going into the basket. Although Matthew Cleveland, once again, was a bright spot, 13 points, but overall it's been pretty rough for FSU to start the season. So in the upcoming future, they play on Saturday at 8 PM coverage will start at 7.30. That will be a home game against Louisville, who is 10-4 on the season. Coming off three straight wins, including one over Wake Forest, who just absolutely demolished uh, Florida State. And I say it that way because the stats, like I told you, they didn't score a lot of points. They also didn't out-rebound them or really assist on any baskets. It was very ugly. It was not a game you'd want to watch uh, on television. So that'll be on Saturday. Coverage will start at 7.30 on ESPN 690. And then Tuesday, uh, which is the 11th, another 8 p.m. tip, 7.30 coverage again right here on ESPN 690. That will be home against Miami. Miami is 12-3, and three, which is not something I expected wow. to find out. Hmm. Eight straight in a row. Now they will play a couple, or they will play another game before they play Florida State, so it could be up to nine or it could be down to zero. Uh, that also includes a win over Wake, so it does not bode well for Florida State. And the first coaches show of the season will be Wednesday at 7 p.m., obviously right here on ESPN 690, but you can hear from Coach Leonard Hamilton, and that will continue on through the rest of the basketball season. They started that up uh, for conference play. You heard that with Mike Norvell during the football season. They'll now do it with Leonard Hamilton. But next Thursday, we'll be back. We'll give you the results, and we'll look ahead again to Florida State and what they got coming up on the FSU report, sponsored by Willie Jules and Bonos. Is Duke the only ACC team ranked? 
Am I seeing that correctly? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's bizarre. Hey, if I'm, I'm looking in the right spot. I'm looking it up, too. Yeah, it appears uh, that yeah, way. It's been, a, it's been a weird season. It's, Every, it's, everybody's losing to it's, each other. It's the ACC, man. just means less. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, what did uh, we tell you, Casey? That's, there was one team in there. Hey, by the way, like... Uh, the Florida State Seminoles have raised the bar and set the standard a little higher over these last few years and at times exceeding everybody's expectations. I mean, there's a little bit of patience right here for this FSU basketball team, right, Casey? I mean, they lost a lot over these last couple of years. And while I still think there should be expectation to play good basketball and hopefully reload and be competitive, and so some of it will be frustrating along the way, I mean, this is definitely a patience check for FSU basketball fan to say, wait a minute now, last few years have been really good. This might be a little reset. Hopefully we can build something toward, you know, 22, 23 and, and beyond again. Yeah, I mean, yes and no to the I, – I, I hear what you're saying. They did lose three players in the last draft going back two drafts. It's, you've lost five total players, so that is a big deal. <laughs> but this team, like, Matthew Cleveland has been probably their best player, and he's a freshman, which is not a uh, – not something that's surprising in college basketball, but you do have, uh, to start the season, their starting five, they were all upperclassmen. So I think you did expect more from this team. And just to be honest, I, looking at it from the outside, I think if you're a Florida State football fan and you've had to deal with that, you could at least hang your hat on like, hey, the basketball team's coming around. And now you've got to be thinking, well, what in the world is going on? We can't win anywhere. So I think, it, it, I think it's probably a frustrating uh, situation for Florida State to be in, and if you're losing by 20 to a decent Wake team, it's probably not going to get better anytime soon because you've got tough competition coming down the line. Yeah, I think they're going to be a pretty mediocre team. And by the way, I think the mediocre basketball, right? I mean, Florida proved that again a little bit last night. Had a long spell without off. I mean, their offense is just really okay. What else is new? It feels like in the last handful of years. But I mean, we're not talking about any local team like that going deep. You know, there's, I, I think there's going to be very little basketball excitement on the college ranks uh, from a Florida-Florida State perspective in March. Would you agree? I would agree. Yes, yeah. both sides, definitely. I, yeah, I, I, but apparently Miami, I know that's not really local, but 12-3, and three, I'm not really sure where that came from. Might have to tune in because Miami and basketball aren't really two things that went in a sentence together that I had ever put together. Yeah, and UNF Ospreys lost last <laughs> night uh, to Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, you know, UNF and JU could still do some fun things and make it exciting locally here. Um, they they were shorthanded. They were down some players and, and uh, only had seven scholarship players last night on the road. They'll be back home Saturday, uh, men and women, Saturday uh, for the A-Sun home opener. UNFospreys.com for more information on uh, tickets and uh, news schedules and results for that. How's Murray State doing? Murray State's doing good, man. Don't do A. It's Murray State. Of course they're doing good right now. I'm not sure their exact record, but they're in first place in the OBC. We'll see you guys in the tournament for sure. Okay. I, I Actually, Casey had an interesting question on our text chain today. I'm going to ask you that. Has yeah, to do with I don't appreciate it either because you put me in a hard spot, Casey. Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I like the question a lot. And so we asked that. And also, uh, just a quick look ahead. We'll do this a little bit more tomorrow. But, uh, I mean, is it clearly like Green Bay and Kansas City and everybody else? Or are we sleeping on the Titans still too much with Derrick Henry looming to come back? Oh. <laughs> uh, are we missing some others in the conversation Cleveland considering Browns. the Super Bowl is still 
a solid month and change away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 Nights. I would tell the younger guys to just basically come in and expect that it's, it's going to be a new regime. So um, it could be who somebody who did draft you. It could be somebody who didn't draft you. But this last game is basically your tape and your resume. And then coming into the new season, you're basically going to have to earn your spot and earn your role because it may be new faces and new people who don't know what you can do. So um, it's, it's, it's basically going to be a repeat year for you. So expect it to be a long year and just earn your keep because this league really doesn't wait for anybody. That is Miles Jack talking today. Had some um, sound that was very relevant to what's going on, uh, not only all year, but also now over the next couple of weeks looking for a new coach and into uh, the next phase of this Jack Jaguars organization. Brent Martin here at String Sports Brewery in Springfield. We get set for Jaguars All Access, the final show of uh, 2021 season uh, in the final game coming up on Sunday. Remember, we'll have ESPN 690 Game Day live from the Duval House on Sunday morning from 9 a.m. until 11 on ESPN 690. Coming up right after our show, it's Action Sports Shacks Overtime with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. They're going to give away a couple of tickets to the Jaguars game on uh, Sunday. Uh, you can choose to wear what you want. We won't be providing any of those things, just <laughs> tickets uh, to the game. Meanwhile, you want tickets to a game? How about next Monday in the ECHL All-Star Game? And that is coming up. Uh, and we are going to give away a couple of tickets right now. Speaking of Miles Jack, he owns part of the ice. You guys know that. I was and uh, he wears number 44. So we won't go 44 calls for your sake, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, quite frankly, not sure if we get that many. But uh, we will go caller number 4, 904-362-9901. So caller number 4. Right now for All-Star Game tickets to the Iceman, 904-362-9901. Looking forward to uh, that coming up. All right, Casey presents this. John Morant or Giannis over the next decade. Who are you taking, Austin Lane? It's a rough one, man. All right, it's it's a hard one, but I got to take right now the MVP who's still coming to his own. I got to take Giannis out of the campo. Really? Yeah. Uh, was you didn't really seem to like hem and haw over that much, or had you already? No, I mean, like, yeah, listen, John Morant right now is playing at a stellar level, do not get me wrong, but I think in terms of the the defensive prowess that Giannis can bring to the table, and obviously, you know, he's an MVP, he's got that going for him. I'm not to say John Morant won't be the MVP in the next couple of years. But I just think right now in terms of resumes and in terms of, you know, I still think Giannis has a lot more to give the league. Um, I got to go with Giannis. You know, what I would ask you is this. Is the ceiling higher for Morant, being that he's a younger player? Or is there a lot more game left in Giannis that we're yet to see? So, well, it all depends with Giannis. You know, like, he definitely has his style, but, like, this season it showed a little bit. He kind of worked on it last season a little, but now this season's making more leaps of he's trying to be a three-point shooter as well. He's trying to extend his range because, you know, if you recall back a couple of years ago when the Bucks played the, the Raptors, I mean, they just collapsed on Giannis, and the Bucks had no answer for that. Um, and that was kind of spearheaded by Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, Giannis has definitely improved his games in terms of, you know, 
having a little more of a jump shot, you know, taking three-pointers a little bit here and there. I mean, if Giannis can get to the point where he's shooting 35% from the three-point line, then you got a guy who's absolutely unstoppable. Like, I'm not sure if he can get to that point or not, but if he can, then he's going to be unstoppable. With John Moran, I mean, yeah, there's still, like, John Moran's, you know, only a couple years in the league. So he's still trying to get his footing around him. He's only 22 years old. Um, you know, definitely on the smaller side, but such an explosive and dynamic athlete where, you know, I think he's still coming to his own as well. And this is a guy who always has to have the ball in his hands. This is a guy who facilitates, who can shoot the threes, who can dunk like he wouldn't believe. The guy can do everything. Um, you know, d- defense is kind of whatever, but it's the NBA, so we're not worried about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think John Morant in the next couple of years could beat an MVP contention. I just, it's hard for me to pick against Giannis just from the presence that he brings on the NBA court. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, I always say this, I say this about LeBron in the past, I say this about, say like a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, they make players like John Morant, they don't make human beings that can do the things Giannis can do. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think I always think that's a separator. Um, I will wonder how much better Giannis can get. I understand he's working at it, but how much can he get? Will that click? Uh, he'll certainly improve. I wonder if there is a high ceiling of John Morant that we're not even, like, tapped into yet uh, mm-hmm. in the NBA game. So I think that is a fair argument uh, to make. All right, one other thing. Uh, is it for you Green Bay, Kansas City, in the Super Bowl if you had to pick right now? Mm. Or would you throw somebody else in from an odd standpoint? Would Tennessee be one of those teams? Yeah, I mean... I would probably, yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be Kansas City and Green Bay at this point, but it's hard to sleep on a team like the Bengals, a team like the Bills. I mean, there's there's a lot. Of, like, I'm, I think the NFC, yeah, I like Green Bay for sure. I think the AFC, I get it. Kansas City is the, the, the hot team, and I'd probably take them. But you got Buffalo, you got New England, you got Tennessee, you got Cincinnati. I think that is wide open. It's interesting you say that because I think there are more Super Bowl champion caliber teams in the NFC. But Green Bay is, and Aaron Rodgers has been so good that you buy into them more, right? Who, who do you have in the NFC, though? Who do you think is going to go? Well, I think you could make a case for the Rams. I think Stafford yeah. is really the most concerning point for the Rams. And you know I me, mean? I think that the ceiling for Dallas, if they click, is like as good as anybody. But they're yeah. just so damn inconsistent. I don't think I'd buy into it. Yeah. I'm not uh, really so buying yeah. Tampa Bay with the injuries. I, I won't buy Tampa Bay. You know me. I've been a little less on Tampa Bay. But probably but most but of that's Tom because Brady. they're back-to-back. So they're yeah. going to win it. Um, I, I would actually go my second guess would be uh, Dallas. And I think I'm still going with the Bills in the AFC. I don't think we've seen the best of the Bills. All right, yeah. Depends if, so they, can, if they can run the, run, the, run the ball. They're starting to run the ball now, finally. It only took them, I don't know, 16 games, but they're finally starting to give the ball to Singletary now, which is cool to see. Yeah, like, I seriously could see Bills Dallas in this yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, I still can't see the Titans, man. But I tell you what, it's Casey's Titans Rams, it's in play. Yeah, it is. You are in play. How about that? Like, it, it's seriously in play. Yeah, and by the way, the college, the college football playoff is not give me any kind of acknowledgement for that at all, but I won that. It's good to know. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's all but good. Is it, would there be, to be honest with you, the Titans Rams playing would be like Balky and Bill O'Brien 
leading the Jags into 2022. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the Titans-Rams would be like Balky and Bill O'Brien in 2022. Just not I don't good for business? It. Okay, I got you. I got you. Oklahoma-Alabama. I did? Yeah. Yeah, I also had Georgia. I had Georgia and Alabama in the Final Four. Yeah, but better than any of you guys did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair the enough. music has stopped, and Casey yeah, and Brian Milton are up next. Action Sports Jacks OT. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you on Jaguars All Access. Did I win, Casey? 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Yeah, you won. Yeah. Uh, well, Where'd you do in fantasy football, though? <laughs> oh, that's right. We, yeah, we, we got to go, everybody. Probably should have the show, I, huh? I forgot <laughs> to shame the commissioner earlier in the show. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I want to be the commissioner. Casey and Brian, Action Sports Jacks OT next on ESPN 690. They'll give away a couple Jacks tickets as well. Join them. Stay with us right here on ESPN 690.